Hey, what's up guys? If you want to start a tax or accounting business, boy, my name is Rob and I own Feedback Crunch. I love helping with um, consulting, writing, messaging, web design, and digital marketing. We've got a cool little team here at Feedback Crunch. I've got a full-time designer. We've got some writers with us, project manager, and we just love helping small business. But here's what I want to talk about. I want to tell you my story of how I actually started uh, Nuance Financial, which is nuancefinancial.com. I don't work with them anymore. They do a good job. Um, they got kind of a big shop, but man, we went from nobody, no customers, literally zero, and we took two sticks together, we rubbed them together until some sparks fell, and we built it up, and we built up a really successful, sweet little accounting practice. And uh, I just want to talk to you about like what my journey was to get that so that hopefully you'd be interested in talking with us. Now, what I've found is that when I'm working with accountants, the main thing that we do is we help people um, present kind of a value proposition that's more compelling. Because I tell you what, if you're going to focus on doing taxes, you're in a race to zero. I was just talking to somebody, you're up against Watson, IBM Watson, matched with H&R Block software. And the dirty little secret about tax preparation is that we're just one or two AI breakthroughs away from the tax code or the tax system really being super cheap. In fact, you look at TurboTax, you look at H&R Block software, um, even the, the tax business itself is either built on Drake or Intuit software or Thomson Reuters software. It's all about just putting the right numbers in the right boxes when it comes to tax preparation. Tax preparation is a race to zero and yet, Tax preparation is the thing. If a small business owner or somebody doesn't do tax prep, they go to jail. So it's important. I think it's a really valuable thing. I don't think everybody has to do tax prep. You can be an accountant. You can help people keep their books up to date, provide more of a CFO uh, thing. But I tell you what, business tax returns are still super relevant and that's gonna help you build what I call this outsourced accountant model. So um, long story short, let me just walk you through how I got, or let's talk a little bit more about the model too. Getting a little distracted. This model is all about providing excellent value and being more of a guide and a coach and an accountant that helps small businesses um, really do three things. And, and you'll hear this throughout all my videos. Number one is to help them mitigate their taxes and pay only their fair share. There's not one person who I've ever met that sees the gross amount of their revenues get absolutely obsessed about keeping as much of their revenue as they can. And you wanna make sure that you do everything possible with these small business owners to make sure that they get paid and not Uncle Sam. I have, and I could go on and on and on. It's about to get harder and tax planning is gonna be even more um, important as we move into this world where corporate tax rates are going up. Um, we're gonna lose a lot of different options. There's gonna be these hard breaks at income levels. Uh, tax planning under this new administration is gonna get more difficult. But tax planning is important because there's a huge difference between um, somebody who makes $150,000, $250,000 a year, if they implement some of the strategies, you're going to save them, you know, three, four, five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 a year in self-employment taxes and income taxes. It is game changing. So this model is all predicated on delivering on this value proposition that you're going to work with them throughout the year to help mitigate their taxes. Because let's be clear, when all you do is a tax return, um, you're a historian. 
The year has already completed. There's almost nothing you can do short of making some contributions to retirement plans to actually mitigate the taxes of a business when you're working as a year-end tax person. So the first value proposition is really about working with them throughout the year to make sure that their taxes are mitigated. Now, how do you actually do that? The way you're gonna do that is you're gonna make sure that they have immaculate, spectacular, fantastic, sweet books throughout the year. Do their bookkeeping for them. So the foundation of excellent tax planning comes from the second value proposition where you're just gonna take care of everything. You're gonna do the bookkeeping for them. You're gonna do the accounting for them. You're gonna help them pay in their taxes throughout the year. You're gonna help them run their payroll. Um, the number two thing is you're gonna save them time by just handling it all for them. Right, and, and I'm telling you, reconciling bank statements, making sure that the accounting is all done, making sure that the books are spectacular is such a great way to help a small business owner because it saves them time and it allows them to focus. I'm your prime customer. I hate accounting. I, I don't want to sit down and reconcile bank statements. It's not what I want to do. I want to go add value. I want to create videos. I want to write and work with my clients. And I love the meetings that we have to unbox who they want to be as a customer and then make that real on their website and to help them win trust. That's what I, I don't want to spend time bookkeeping. It's not what I want to do. And most entrepreneurs are the same way. Not only do they not want to do it, but it's usually outside of their skill set. Generally speaking, most entrepreneurs and business owners are hardwired to execute really well. Then they learn how to lead, develop, and manage people and do sales. And that can even be a, a difficult thing. And the last thing that they want to do is just sit down and do their bookkeeping and, and make sure that they're paying in taxes. It's something that gets neglected. So number one, mitigate their taxes. Number two, help them by handling everything. And then number three, keep them compliant. Keep the, the taxes uh, or, or keep them compliant and mitigate their risk. There's kind of three parts to that or two parts to each one of these. In fact, number one, when it comes to the tax reduction, help them build tax efficient wealth and be wise with their money. So it's build wealth and reduce taxes. Number two, you want to make sure that you help them um, by saving them time by doing their bookkeeping and help them focus on what they do, but you're gonna serve as a staff alternative. Let's talk about that a little bit later. And then the third thing that you're gonna do is you're gonna keep them compliant. Just do stuff right for them. You know, on this whole spectrum, this is something, I just had a guy call me, he's like, do you have to be a CPA to do this? You know, you have to get your PTIN number, there's some things you have to do to file taxes professionally, but for the most part, you can help a business owner um, without a ton of qualifications. Now I think, Credentials and qualifications and training and legitimacy in your in your knowledge is important. But that being said, remember that you have two spectrums. On one end, you have uh, small businesses going to a big CPA firm and getting helped, and they're paying someone like you maybe to do everything for them. And then on the other side, they do it themselves. Like what you have to come to grips with is that you can really help them out by doing things for them and, and you can be this happy medium for them. And, I, and I'm telling you, these are, this is a great business to start. And anybody that wants to stay organized, that wants to learn about this stuff is gonna be excellent. So let me walk you through how I got to this model. Cause this isn't something that came out because I just started like paying attention to, you know, I clicked on a bunch of Facebook um, ads. I, I genuinely, I mean this, I orchestrated this value proposition out of thin air. Now I got some perspective from Sandy Botkin and Mark Kohler, but really that was about showing me how you can actually mitigate taxes for a small business owner. 
This business model came out because um, I actually was hired at Eagle Brook Church. I was a groups pastor and I got fired because I butted heads and I had to grow through some things. And I got recruited to go to Thrivent Financial where faith and finance meet. And uh, you know, that business didn't gel with me because I didn't feel great about the products we were selling. I didn't like that the, the model was based off of selling variable annuities. Quite frankly, um, didn't love it. So while I was doing it though, I'm like, I wanna get around all the super successful people. And what I found was that the successful investment um, in insurance and investment planners, what they were doing was, is they were do, they were like providing value in terms of estate planning and tax planning so that they would earn the right to have a conversation about retirement planning, investment advising, and insurance. And it was really interesting for me to watch. I went and watched the Tangwell group who would work with 3M owners and talk to them about estate planning. What do you do as a, as a 40 to 65 year old, when you start thinking about, well, what happens if something happens to me? What happens if I die? Do I want a will? Do I want to trust? What happens to the cabin up north? What happens to my real estate? What happens to my 401k? How do I make sure that, you know, my 18 year old doesn't get a ton of money? And it was really interesting. And on the other side, I started to learn that the, the most successful people were talking all about taxes. Now, when I take a step back, I realized the reason why they were doing that is because people with estate planning and tax planning have money. The people that are concerned with estate planning and tax planning, they have money. So they can pay for your services, which is a good thing, right? But uh, long story short, I started seeing how they did that. So I went and I, I taught myself, I genuinely, I read everything from Robert Kiyosaki about the cash flow quadrant. I read their tax loopholes of real estate book. I read everything I could from Tom, Tom Wheelwright, I think was his name, about how to mitigate taxes. I went and got Sandy Botkin's book. Um, this was back in like 26, 2015 or 14 or something about how to reduce small business taxes. I went and bought NOLO books that taught me how to actually process a lot of these uh, conversions of S-Corp. And then I read Mark Kohler's book, The Tax and Legal Playbook, which has been updated since the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, and I would highly recommend that. And I started finding all of these things that we could do that would add way more value than what we were adding when it came to the financial planning. Now, what's weird is when I back back up to the what I had learned in the financial services world was it was 80% sales, 20% advising. And the advising was really about, hey, let's help people be wise with their money. And if you can help them be wise with their money, which would mean, hey, let's make sure that they pay off their debt, that they have a cash flow plan, that they save up six months of cash backup, uh, so you have a reserve, right? We would make sure that they'd start investing. We'd start showing them how much you need to invest to actually get to a point in retirement where you would have a nest egg that you could actually live off of. And we would just add a ton of value to them. And then what we would do is in there, we would show them, well, you should buy life insurance. You should buy long-term disability insurance. Maybe you want to look at... Um, what's it called, long-term care insurance, and then roll all your funds over to me and I'll help manage them. And that's how we would get paid. I'd add value and then I'd get paid if they actually bought something from me or if they rolled their assets. And I got so frustrated because I'd go out there, I could prospect, people would trust me, I'd give them great coaching advice, but the only way they roll stuff over is if they get fired or they have some sort of event where their 401k get rolled over. Um, and I was finding people that would buy insurance, but you know, I'm working, I was 24 or five or whatever, uh, I'm 39 now, maybe I was like 30 years old. 
<laughs> it seems like so long ago, but it wasn't. But long story short, you know, you work with five people up and five people down in terms of years around your age is usually who you have relationships with. And I just found that these guys, they were good, they were in good position, but I didn't like the model and it was frustrating. So I also had listened to um, a guy named Patrick Lencioni. Patrick Lencioni um, is a speaker that has been at the Global Leadership Summits, which are put on by um, Willow Creek Association excellent content to help you move upward and forward in your life and i had gone to those and and uh, he he made a comment around his book called naked which was about vulnerability in the professional world right do you have to act like you've you've got everything together do you fake it till you make it or you just be authentic and move forward well he argues that you should be authentic and move forward and one of the things he talked about is as a consultant you know, a lot of consultants and guides and coaches, so I'm a financial consultant at the time, um, you know, you get really guarded about how much value do you want to give away versus charging and getting for the retainer or for the, the actual um, fee for the consulting, right? And he said, you know what? When you meet somebody, just run around and add value. Just, just ask the question. Do a little Columbo, bumble it down around a little bit. Don't be afraid to ask stupid questions, but find ways to just add value. Don't be so concerned with milking and making sure that you get the absolute best return on your time, right? And I just took that to heart. I've taken that to heart. It's why this YouTube channel exists. It's why my business exists and it really helps. So all that being said, I started finding all these ways to help people be wise with their money, to mitigate their taxes, to prepare for retirement, to mitigate their risk. So I was locked up with all this information and I had some licenses that I could apply to it, but I hated the model where I only get paid if they roll over things and if they buy insurance. So long story short, um, I, I concocted this idea. I'm like, I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna work with self-employed people. I prospected like 10 to 15 people and I was like, hey, there's two things you can do. I'll show you, I'll kind of coach you. I won't give you legal tax advice, but I'm gonna show you uh, the type of thing you should be bringing to your tax professional so that they can actually reduce your taxes. Here's the S-Corp, here's real estate, here's a separate simple IRA, uh, solo 401k or an actual 401k, and here's some fringe benefits, and here's how you can do all this stuff to mitigate your taxes. And Meanwhile, let's do those retirement plans and you can do them with me and we can invest. And by the way, you should probably buy long-term disability insurance. You might want to do a buy-sell agreement if you own a business, uh, which is life insurance on your partner, if you have that, or for your spouse, for if I die, my spouse can buy me out and sell the business, whatever that is. Um, I go out there and they're all like, Rob, yeah, I'll do that investing thing someday, but my accountant doesn't do this and I don't think he's going to. In fact, my accountant just does my taxes at the end of the year and they kind of reconcile my books like once a quarter, they pay in my quarterly taxes, that's it. Do you know someone that can help me? And I'm like, that's kind of interesting. No, your guy doesn't do this? And then the next guy, same thing, next guy, same thing. I get in front of like, it was probably like seven or eight before I'm like, there's an opportunity here. Not only because their people don't do this, but because I know what's going to happen if they implement this strategy. I started doing the math on this, and this is what Corvi tax planning software does. You know, imagine a world where you intersect with somebody and you save them seven to eight grand a year. Then you take that seven or eight grand a year and you invest it into a 12% or 8% or whatever it is, S&P 500 index fund. And then you do the future value on that. So what was interesting is, as I was looking at this as, good Lord, I'm gonna make multi-millionaires if they're 
20 or 30 years old. You put 30 years of compounding interest at 8 to 10% or even 5 or 6% on money that you just created because you did tax planning. This is compelling stuff. This is important. Then I started to realize that business owners just need help and there are business owners everywhere. The gig economy, construction economy um, is, has just been booming. Even if it goes through downturns, it's still important. So I called my buddy Nick, um, my, my old best friend. I was like, hey man, I think there's, there's an opportunity here. And I had bumped into a guy named Ed Reese and, and uh, he had kind of been like, yeah, you know, he was doing tax planning and tax returns for 50 bucks a month for people on the side while he worked at a CPA firm. And so we just said, you know what? Let's put together a scope of work and kind of a value prop and let's, let's go in front of people. So I started prospecting, get in front of people and, and we'd run some meetings and try this. We signed up a couple clients. We signed up a couple more, signed up a couple more. We started doing it. And they, Nick and Ed actually did the stuff. They're the accountants. They're the ones that do the tag. They're, they're uh, bean counters. I do a little bit different thing. And uh, so those bean counters would do it and then they'd learn it. And then we'd kind of, okay, well, we got to price it this way. And let's put a project fee on the front. Let's put a scope of work container on the back to make sure that they don't cancel. And, oh man, we got to do backup bookkeeping. So we learned so much through this. And they, to this day, I think could write books and books and books. I want to interview them uh, moving forward. There's a little bit of hurt there because there were some shenanigans that happened. So I don't really intersect with them. But long story short, we've started finding out that the market responds really well to this idea of somebody that will come alongside a business owner and be a staff alternative for them. And not only be this staff alternative where they don't have to hire Patty part-timer to do their books, you know, two days a week or one day a week. And, you know, you kind of fast forward that. If, if, if somebody were to come in and help a small business owner with their bookkeeping and maybe some of their AR and invoicing or whatever, if that was just one day a week, that's eight hours a week times four, that's 32 hours times 20 bucks an hour. You know, that's six, $700. And then you have self-employment taxes. You have to manage them. And let's be frank, most of these people want more hours than that. They're trying to get more work out of that. You know, for you to have somebody to do what we were doing at Nuance Financial, for you to have a staff person do that, it was significant investment. Like it, it, it was genuinely, um, usually a staff person, right? At two, three, $4,000 a month, depending on what was going on. So we found that the market was responding big to this 300 at $900 a month type of deal. And uh, I tell you what, we grew that big time. We started to protect ourselves. There were some lessons that we learned. I'll make more videos about that. But, um, you know, I, I got out of the business because as I was connecting with all these people, I'd find all this opportunity. I'm like, dude, we can mitigate your taxes. They'll do your bookkeeping. That's cute. That's great. Count beans. How boring. Um, but man, if you do this, 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 and this, you're going to be able to grow your business big time. Uh, so all I did was after I found out that um, some stuff had happened in the business, uh, we I kind of said, man, I got to get out of here. You guys, I, I can't, I can't be part of this anymore. And I shifted out and I started feedback. And I just went back to some of my clients and said, hey, here's what I, I can do. I can bring a little bit of what I brought to Nuance and bring it to you. How does that sound? And, and it has been great since that. So all that being said, what I want you to realize is that there's great opportunity for you to be an accountant, but there's more to it. And I'm going to hit on some of those things um, in terms of like value, sales, how do you unbox the value that you're delivering? How do you connect with people? How do you do professional sales? Because 
The biggest difference between Nuance Financial is twofold, and I'm gonna hit on that in the next video. Like and subscribe if this is helpful. If you're on the podcast, man, I'd love it if you would like this podcast. I'm gonna keep sharing information that helps people, um, but this is just a little introduction to what we were doing. Good luck, God bless, and uh, just appreciate the time. Give us a call if you need help.